I am your host, Dr. Brady Smith, and we got a new episode today, and I don't have any idea what this episode is about. Our host, our co-host today is, we're going to call him the man behind the curtain. He is my (laughs) AV director. He is Lowell. He makes all the magic happen. He wrote the song that is our theme song now and does all of our original music on all of our YouTube productions. Uh, so go check out all of our YouTube productions and any music that we do is solely produced and created by Lowell here. Lowell, welcome to the program. I'm honored to be honored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you specifically said you didn't want me to know what we're, uh, what we're, what we're talking about today. You had some dental questions. So let's, should I give him some history on how we know each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Lowell wandered in. <laughs> Saltered in. <laughs> wandered into my office one day, um, and uh, just as a regular patient, just coming in, getting his teeth checked out. And uh, I think we saw each other a few times. Did, yeah, I had a couple blow-ups and, and I needed to fix it. And... Did some things here and there. And then uh, and then sometime passed, maybe you can help fill in the gap. Sometime passed. And I just approached you and said, hey, I'm doing this podcast thing. Would you be interested in helping me produce it? And... Uh, and you said, yeah. And I said, I'll do some dental work for you for free. And I thought, yeah, I remember I, I said yes before we even agreed to any of that. I was just like, yes, let's do this. And then. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, so, yeah. And then that's history at that point. Pretty much just been buried, buried in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know if you know what you, uh, what you, uh, uh, see, I kind of knew. Uh, about like a lot of, like it's a lot of work. So I just like did a crap ton of dental work for you <laughs> so that hopefully you can always just remember. <laughs> we did a lot. We did oh, a lot of teeth. Oh, yeah, we did. We did a oh, lot yeah, of teeth work, did. didn't we? Uh, okay. So, uh, do you want to just get into it? You said, he, Lowell prefaces by saying, Hey, I want to come on. I have some questions about dentistry and uh, I want you to answer them on the spot. <laughs> so we're on the spot. I actually have quite a few of these, but I wanted to talk about something that I think has been partially addressed during podcasts that I've I've obviously listened to them all. <laughs> and and uh, it's been touched on, but it's never actually, we've never gone in depth. And the topic for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is dental fear. Phobias. Among other things. Now, I actually sat down and I actually did some... I dived into this a little bit oh, over the last couple of days. You've come prepared. Yes, I, I read some studies that kind of made sense to a yeah. degree, but there's a lot of terminology in there. I just was over my head. Okay. But it's something that's that I was affected with personally. Okay. So... I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, big time. Like, uh... You're like cool as a cucumber. And like, so I, I never would have, I would never would have uh, suspected that you had any kind of phobic or uh, PTSD surrounding a dental, dental experience. PTSD for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I just, 
you know, when you're talking to people and you're meeting people, my biggest problem is I, w- I would just come on too strong. So I don't divulge a lot of like personal information. Sure. Right off the gate, as I get to know you, you kind of learn more, and yeah. I just because sometimes if I tell just lay it all out there, people are just like, yeah, right, you know, like. But yeah. um, when I was young, I had dental problems my whole life, whole life from the the get go. Um, and I remember. Nothing super young that was terrible other than we just, I remember the, the dentist in the small town in Alaska that I'm from was not very good. Um, kind of a barbarian, let's call him that. Well, you grew up in Alaska. Yeah, grew up in Alaska. that's where you're getting your dental... Partially, yes. Dental work done. Um, he from was, what age? Is like from birth to... From birth to like 15, 16. Okay, okay. Um, I, 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 the oh, formative years. <laughs> I always called it frontier dentistry. I mean, there's gotta there's gotta be a dental office somewhere in Alaska that's literally called Frontier. No, there's a health there's like a health would, service called Frontier. Yeah, I would take that name. It's a great name. <laughs> it was no, it was bad. Um, they're just more into pulling than actually doing any work on your teeth up there. But um, that was bad. I had some bad experiences during that. Um, uh, would you say as a teenager or younger than a teenager? A teenager um, was when it started getting bad. Um, I had a couple of really gnarly experiences, just like apathetic orthodontists, uh, you know. Um, Did you have braces? Uh, I had retainers. Okay. Um, my parents wouldn't spring for braces, <laughs> um, which I desperately needed, as you could rightly tell. Could have helped. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But when I was 20, my mom decided it would be a good idea to get the dental work I needed done in Mexico. Mom decided <laughs> and that. Mom decided that. She thought it would be a great idea. Mamos a Mexico. She's going to hook me up. We're from Alaska. From Alaska to that's Mexico. No, that's no small trip. <laughs> so it wasn't even like a big city in Mexico. It was like, not not Puerto Vallarta. Or like, Juarez. Yeah. It, no, it was a town 40 miles north of uh, Puerto Vallarta. I believe it was 40 miles north. It's called Guabetos. Guabetos. So I got to experience uh, open air dentistry. Uh, I also got to experience. That sounds uh, that sounds eco <laughs> eco friendly. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I like windows when I'm at the dentist. It sounds very Portland. I like it to kind of smell like a little bit like alcohol or bleach. You know, I feel I, comfortable. I feel like somewhere in Portland there is a dental office named Open Air Dentistry. <laughs> there right? should be. It's in a park. That's got to be a Portland <laughs> dental office name. Has to be. They, they just you know they don't they don't give you. Um, any anesthetic, they just give you hummus or something. <laughs> <laughs> and and just some lavender oil. <laughs> lavender oil. That's what they give you. Uh, some coconut oil, you know, do some, co- some like, oil pulling. You know, I know how you feel about that. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, okay, so you had some bad experience. Do you remember any of your experiences specifically? Yes. Uh, the, I believe, I don't know much about Novocaine or, like, its expiration date or if it has one. Okay. But I really feel like when I was in Mexico that the Novocaine the guy was using was, uh, you know, the milk had gone bad, so to speak, because <laughs> it didn't do anything. Anesthetic does go bad. Yeah. So we don't typically use Novocaine. That hasn't been used for a very, very long time, but still still very commonly referred to by the layman. Yeah, as lidocaine now? We use lidocaine, septocaine, marcaine, articaine. There's lots of these canes. Uh uh, all derivatives of cocaine. Mm. Fun fact. Mm. Uh, uh, some somewhere molecularly, they're like cousins or something like I don't remember. Uh, but 
uh, it does have an expiration date for sure. If it's on the shelf, if you're holding it too long, it will lose its potency. And uh, heaven forbid, Dennis springs for a new box of anesthetic. <laughs> that costs that costs major money, right? So uh, at like 50 bucks, can't do that. Uh, but yeah, that's true. So you feel like you may have got a bad batch. I did, because I swear I felt every bit of it. Yeah. Um, that's not even the bad part. The bad part was is like three months later when it all fell out. Oh, okay. Um, back in Alaska. Back in Alaska. I'm back home working, um, and all my feelings fall out. Like pretty much all of them. I was flossing, and they just kept falling. They just pulled right out. And that that hopeless terror sinking feeling of just knowing that I didn't have the money to go do this. I didn't have, you know, because I was like touring and fishing and just adventuring. So I just didn't have the money to do this. So people are going to wonder what you mean by touring. Oh, I I was a musician for a while. Lowell was in a band. Yeah, I was in a band. Usually I'm the one who talks about being in a band. So, but Lowell was in like a real band. (laughs) I was in a few. Uh, You know, just 20s are awesome. 20s are the time for adventure. Definitely. Uh, But not having to be able to do that. I remember, like, just... I'm sure there's people out there that can relate to this, because I know I'm not the only one. But I used to buy the the Denta Temp, temporary filling stuff, to just, like, fill my own fillings out. Yeah. So maybe they wouldn't get worse, or maybe they would just stop killing me. Now, are you still a minor at this point? Or you no, I'm, ad- I'm an adult at this point. So when you went to Mexico, you were, this was your adult life? or Yeah, adult life. It was still just just cusping adult life. Late teens, 18, 19, yeah, 20? Yeah, 18. So, 19, 17, 18. Yeah, touch on a few points here that we could go on a little tangent and yeah. come back. Uh, so you had a very bad experience going to Mexico, and I get this question a lot. Uh, or... It comes up a lot in my practice. And it's not just Mexico. We get a lot of Eastern Europeans that come in, mm-hmm. uh, Ukraine, Russia, those types of places, Middle Eastern uh, people who want to go back to their country and get their work done there, um, Asian countries, people going to kind of so global. So, so I get the question a lot. I'm going to go back to my country and get this done. What do you think about that? And I say, I don't know. I don't know what I think about that because I don't know how good the dentist is. Like, Certainly, there's got to be good dentists in Mexico. There's got to be good operators, people who are, they care about what they do. And uh, it would be foolish to think that there's no good dentists in Mexico. That's ridiculous. And also, I know enough about America to know there's bad dentists a mile down the road from me. There's, I see bad work coming from everywhere. So uh, I think going to different countries kind of gets a bad rep. Now, dentists probably not happy that is a unique perspective to have because most dentists are like you're gonna die you're gonna you're (laughs) they're gonna murder you and you're not gonna have any recourse here's what i do tell people if things go bad i don't know what the regulatory agencies are like in other countries so if you if you if your dentist in mexico doesn't wear gloves and is putting their fingers in your mouth I don't know what you do about that. <laughs> Some people pay good money for that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. What you do is you call all your friends and you say, this is a party. Let's go over there. <laughs> uh, so, um, or, you know, let's say you just say you've, you've, you see something that looks unhygienic. I don't, you just don't have a re- you just don't have recourse. There's no agency that's going to protect you. You're not a citizen of that country. 
You're just going there, paying some cash under the table to get some get some dental work done at a cheaper rate. Oh, it was pretty cheap too, if I recall. Like, it is super yeah. cheap. It's it's uh, I cannot I can't compete with it. But I do enough business that I I'm not threatened by it. Like you want to go to Mexico, go to Mexico. Just here's the risks. If it goes bad, it's all a waste. Have fun with hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> right, that'd be a worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think I see good work. I have a lot of, um, you know, Hispanic patients and Asian patients that have definitely had dental work done in their country of origin, and it looks great. looks fine. Don't see any problems at all. I see some that are just massacres, though. That's true. But you see that in the States, too. Yeah. Maybe not to the same degree, probably, to be fair. But, so that's a tangent that, like, as far as, like, what do we think about going to get dental work in other countries? Well... Think it over. Yeah. But the underlying point to me that's interesting is, okay, why? Why are you doing... That is a great effort to go to, to avoid the dentist in America. So it's got to be cost-driven. It's math-driven, pure math. It's just the numbers, right? Yeah, just numbers. And that's a whole other soapbox I like to get on is where the dental profession is going is it's pricing itself out of its own customers. That's where it's going. And I haven't done a pod... I have a whole podcast I want to do about this, but dentistry is, um, another little tangent here. If you're a dentist and you kind of don't know what you're doing, like running a business, you're not that good at it. Things aren't going your way. You're not getting enough patients in and you're not really doing very well, right? There are companies that you can hire. They're consulting companies, and non-dentist consulting companies, they're run by non-dentists. A lot of them are. Some of them are run by dentists. I don't have much problem with those. I have a problem with the non-dentist-run consulting companies. The mercs, the mercenaries, yeah. Yeah, so here's what they do. You pay them $50,000. I'm not making that figure up. That's a real figure. Pay them $50,000, and they consult with you for a year. So uh, every month they come in, they do your numbers, they say, hey, here's what you're doing, here's what you should do. Without fail... Every single colleague I know who's ever hired one of these, I've never hired them myself. Uh, but every colleague I know that has, has told me they all say the same thing, which is, Doc, you got to raise your prices. Got to raise your prices. You're, you're too cheap. You're, and they stroke your ego and they tell you how great you are and your work is so fantastic and you need, to, <laughs> you need to charge a premium for this and set yourself apart from the rest of the pack. But you're really not separating yourself apart from the rest of the pack you're blending in with a flock of sheep is what you're doing. And so what happens is prices keep jacking up, uh, crowns, root canals, extractions, implants. These things are all getting priced out of, the, of affordability to at least 50% of the population. Just can't afford it. Just They're not going to spend $2,000 to save a tooth for a single tooth. They're just not going to do it. So dentists just kind of price themselves out of that out of that market. That's slowly where dentistry is going, which is one of the reasons why, back to the point, people are going to Mexico yeah. uh, or, or, or other countries to get their to get their dental work uh, taken care of. Well, that pricing too, it creates this sense of like, like I can just remember like the hopelessness of like breaking a tooth. Like I broke a tooth once, mm-hmm. and I just had this sinking pit in my stomach of like, oh God, you know, I'm gonna have to deal with this for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just the pain, and I just remember like the fillings, and the, the, I, 
aspirin. And I found this neat cocktail. If you took like two acetaminophen and two like ibuprofen, it was just like this nuclear holocaust yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, of yeah. like <laughs> it worked. It works super good. Yeah. Um, it's horrible for your liver, but yeah. it works super good. And I just remember like running, worried about running out or being like stocked up for stuff. And I finally got the money together at one point to just get everything fixed mm-hmm. that needed to be fixed. And I just did it. I got it done. It was great. And and then slowly but surely, it started happening again, you know. Different tooth or same tooth? All of them, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I had fillings, like, on the top. You've seen it. You've seen the x-rays. Saw, you saw the, saw the carnage that was been wrought in there. Um, yeah, and it, was a, it was fortuitous the moment that yeah. we kind of got together because I, I do think... Given a few more years, you would have had some major, major issues. It would have been bad. So I, it's good. We took care of that. That's really good. It's yeah, that, it looks fantastic. He it gave me good. fangs. That's pretty neat. Yeah, uh, sure <laughs> I can bring you in one day and sharpen them up. And get them real sharp. Actually, I think that like just the way that they're now, one of them seems like it's getting sharper. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. I got the night guard now, though, so that helps. Uh, but So let me, um, so, you know, you talk about like all these like extremes that people go to. You know, you, you break a tooth and you get that sinking feeling. Feeling It's probably the same kind of feeling as if, like, someone flushed $2,000 in the toilet. Like, I mean, that's part of it. You yeah. Know, it's like, that's the, one of the things is like, oh, the money. Crap. Oh, the pain. That's also terrible. That you know is coming. And it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. And you got to get in and maybe you got a good dentist. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't really know anybody. Maybe you got to start cold calling. You start uh, talking to friends and family. Where do you go? How do we get, you know, how do we take care of this? You know, some people... One statistic that I've definitely shared before in a previous podcast, I'm not sure which one, is that 25% of ERs, 20 to 25% of all ERs, emergency room hospitals in the United States, are dental. I actually read that statistic yesterday. Yeah. It's, and it's true. You talk, if you have any friends who are uh, working in an emergency room as a nurse or a doctor or in, in any capacity, ask them, how much dental do you see? They're going to say, oh, I freaking hate it so much. We see so much freaking dental, and it's insane. And they really can't do anything. They can't solve your problem. They can give you some opioids, maybe if they're feeling generous, but maybe it's ibuprofen and some antibiotics if you're infe- if it's infected, and say, go find a dentist. So maybe you wait a few hours in the ER waiting room. You clog up, you clog up the, the gears of that machine with something. You can't even solve that person's problem. And it's incredible to me why dentists aren't being pursued. And it's back to your issue, which is fear. They'd rather go to an ER. Oh, there's tons of reasons. But yeah, that's a that's a prevalent one for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like, I know that uh, like a lot of people fear judgment. We've seen this. We and sure. you have, I've literally sat there with you and watched this happen. I've been in the office, his office an awful lot. And like, <laughs> I, sometimes I'm just there and I get to kind of see the interactions that happen with people. And I've seen... A lot of people fear of judgment. What did you call it? A guarded smile? Yeah. I, I realize that, you know, now I don't, like, when I grin now or smile now, it's ear to ear, man. Sure. Like, it's like, look at them. Full confidence. Look right at them. Zero <laughs> reservation. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I see my friends doing it, too, sometimes. And it's like, you know, man, just, I know it sucks and I know it's expensive, but just bite the bullet man and i know it's like some people it's not economically feasible for them to do it all at once but i get over the fear actually i've had this very conversation with my wife really i hope you're listening because like i've like you need to book an appointment with brady 
It doesn't matter. Don't, I'm not going to tell. I'll, I'll tell him you're coming, but yeah. you know, figure something out. But just I've go, never met your wife. Yeah, just go. I'd love to meet her. Just, she has a few. She has a cap. Her teeth are like strong like bull, but she's got a, like a cap that needs to be fixed and stuff. And I'm oh. like, just go talk to the man or go just make an appointment. Bring whatever. her in because I'm running out of things to compensate you with. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any money, so... <laughs> So I got to give you something better than uh, something that's uh, comparable to that. Please help Exxon. Please yeah. help. <laughs> Jeez. That's an inside joke, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the other thing that always surprises me, the lengths that people go to to avoid the dentist is all the DIY dentistry. So if you go on YouTube, you can find people like lunatics, in my opinion, Pulling their teeth out. I've seen on it. On their own. I have literally seen it. A guy did it in my car once. Okay. So how much <laughs> how much do you have to hate the dentist to bear down and yank your own tooth out of your head? Now, most of the time, for people who, who are non-dentist listening, this is a bad idea. Uh, most of the time, I've had oh, at least once or twice a month, someone moseys into my office and they've shattered a tooth. And they split it down the middle or something. And, and they started the process of t- taking a tooth out. And I finished the process for them because they got, you got, they got in over there. They just made a mess of it. Too big for their britches, let's say. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, but, but again, it's the underlying, when I hear these instances, instances I'm always, what I think is, you poor soul, you must, I mean, you must really be f- afraid, terrified. And, or... I mean, maybe so hard up for money that, uh, you know, an extraction, just having a tooth pulled in my office costs 128 bucks. Got to pay $19 to get a exam and x-ray done too. So a hundred and what is that? $147 total to come in, get an x-ray, get the tooth pulled out. 147 bucks is kind of a, it, for some people it's a, uh, you know. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, a chunk of, a chunk of the sandwich, so to speak, but like, uh, yeah. You know, I, I I can't I can't stress enough. Like I tell people this all the time. You know, I had the fear, I got over the fear, and actually, like the most painful dental experience I've ever had, sans the dentistry without anesthesia. Yeah. In recent times, was with you, but it like Woo-hoo! no, it, it was. Thanks for the review. You want to put that on Yelp for me? <laughs> Appreciate that. No, you you guys made it super. Like it, it could have been way worse and it was all my fault i had a root canal that needed to be done for some time and can i, I share all the work we did yeah can absolutely talk, can I talk openly about that absolutely. thank you uh, just in case there's any hipaa uh agents no you're uh, good officers listening open uh, book um well we did four or five root canals yeah and um crowned all your upper teeth so 14 14 crown te- 12 or 14 crown teeth on top they're beautiful and then i think we had some bridge work on the bottom no, just, no bridge, just, just crowns. Cra- a couple crowns, some fillings. They okay, were, the crowns. bad bottom wasn't as bad. But it was somewhere somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 15 crowns, and four or five of those were root canals. So this is a tremendous amount of dental work for mm-hmm. anybody to, to, to get into. So, And we caught you right at a good time where we were still all very salvageable and just had to kind of get in and get it done. And we did it pretty fast in the space of how long do you, how long, how many, over how many, how much time do you think we, we spent? Five fixing? months. Five months. About yeah. four or five months, something yeah. like that. I haven't like kept track, but like, uh, um, yeah, I mean, tons of work, but like before this, before this, this was before, uh, any of the podcast stuff was ever discussed. I had come in, I had a tooth going bad and you did the, uh, 
it was like super infected and you warned me, you gave me fair warning. You're like, this is going to suck. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah. I like knowing, like, I remember when I got one of my crowns on a, uh, like a tooth that wasn't root canal when they glued it in place. Um, super sensitive. Yeah. One of your assistants told me that it was going to suck. They're just like, this is going to suck for like a minute or two. Just FYI. I appreciate that. I like right. to be able to brace for it. Um, they learned everything they know from me. <laughs> Yeah, but it was super bad. And the thing was, is it just, it kept hurting and it kept hurting. And I was trying to just get to work and I was trying to do that. And I had taken the antibiotics. I'd taken the full course and the thing was just still killing me. And I just remember, I was just like, to the point of where I was just like, man, I got to, I got to call and see if they can hook me up with something else before. So I, cause I made an appointment. I called and I made an appointment. I'm just like, just to get me to the appointment. That's all yeah. I need. Yeah. I don't, I'm not into that. I'm not into like opiates or anything like that. In fact, they make me feel pretty awful. And I just was like, oh God, yeah. they're just going to think I'm doing, I'm drug seeking. And I just like, God, dude, I just hope I can talk to Brady. I did. I talked to you and, you, and you were super cool about it, and you got me to my appointment, and then I just ended up getting fixed. And I think it was like right after that is yeah. when we started. Kind yeah. of like you called me like a week later, and I'm like, "Hey, I got this podcast idea." Yeah, and I think I, I ran into you randomly at a guitar center too. You did. You were uh, buying this amp that's sitting right in my face. My, my, my orange <laughs> amp. My orange amp. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Orange Amp. If you need, uh, if you're looking for sponsorship, uh, <laughs> sponsoring any podcast about teeth, we are available. <laughs> uh, yeah. So also, like I was thinking about that, who, who like, like I need help with my podcast. Ran into you, then you were in my office, like right in that same time frame, and I was like, I, I kept on getting thrown in my path. I felt like yeah, you met me at my job. I saw you. Yeah, I saw you. Two couple days before you got this thing, I think. Yeah, Lowell works at a local music store, and in Vancouver, we don't have any big chain music stores, Guitar no. Center, anything that. Be probably because of the sales tax issue between. Yeah, and there's and one right in like Jansden Beach, so I mean, it's just like right there. Yeah, so uh, like Oregon doesn't have sales tax, and Washington does. So a lot of these like uh, you know uh, appliances and and TVs and electronics and definitely music musical instruments, usually they go to Oregon and they're in Portland, but not in Vancouver. But anyway, Lowell works at a, at a local music shop that I frequent uh, from time to time. So I knew you from there too. And I was like, that's my guy, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but one other point I wanted to make was, here's the thing about dental work. It just sucks. It just does. And I wish there was another way around it, but I know enough, I'm speaking honestly, like dentists who are like, I can do your, I can do your work pain-free. If not, probably not. Like, I don't think it matters where you go. Unless you get knocked out, put to sleep, something like that. It's still going to wake up. You're going to hurt. Probably. Yeah. But it is super important because you need your teeth. And you don't really, a lot of people don't realize that until they lose them, how crucial they are. Take it from someone who has had a ton of dental work. And I mean an absolute ton over the course of my lifetime. It is way better getting dental work done when you don't have raging infections in your mouth because you heal much faster, you, yeah. it is way less painful. It does not resi- like, like if you have that in serious infection and you go in and you get it fixed, that infection is going to be there for a while mm-hmm. as the antibiotics take effect, and you know you're gonna have to take all these you know cr- like crappy drugs to try and like ebb that pain down to where you can actually function as a human being. You know what I took like for all of the root canals on the top? What's that? Ibuprofen. Like two ibuprofen, and I was good for like the day. Yeah, it's a little sore. Yeah, 
even the root canals. I didn't take any of the thing. I ended up tossing the, okay. the script because I was just like, I don't need this, you know. Like Good. and like you know, and the yeah. ibuprofen because it was just it was super easy. You just drink water and don't eat Cheeto or don't eat corn nuts, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, and that's one of the problems of like we talk about going to the ER for dental work is that's a that's a lot of place where people get opioids and that you know that the opioid epidemic in our country is one of the things that a lot of, some uh, starting to get some exposure in like the mainstream media but it's a huge we could do a whole episode on that it's a huge huge problem we should we should that actually should, that's a good idea yeah, write, a that idea. write that down <laughs> write, write that down write that down <laughs> um there's like i always thought about it like this too like i just i can't Totally, like I, I'm almost. I came on. I see. I feel like I'm pontificating at this point to just pontificate. Yeah, away. Um, pontificate away. Look at your dental work. Like it's like that that study they did where if you place a frog, like say you take a like a, a pan of water and it's boiling, and it, you drop a frog in it, he's gonna jump out, right? Yeah. But if you put that water cold and you put the frog in there and you just heat it up gradually, the frog will sit in there and boil to death. Right. Don't be the frog that boils to death. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Just move. Just move. Just, just move. jump. Just get, get it done. That's a great analogy. Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess we could like maybe wrap it up by talking about like uh, what do you do if you're afraid? Like how do you get over like, like you said, you got to get over it, but like it's easier said than done. It's like solutions. Like what are, like here's the question. Here's the, we just did the build up to the question. Um, yeah. What are solutions, like viable solutions for people? I don't know. There might not be a magic answer here, but it's, uh, maybe like listeners, I know there's going to be people that are listening that are going to want to know this. It's like, even if it's just like let not stop gap solutions, but actual solutions that people can you know do to maybe you know not just quell the fear, but just get in and afford it. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple options. Uh, first of, I mean, I can't help people afford it as much as I can. Well, I mean, I we pri- our prices are super competitive. It's very competitive, in, yeah. anyways. Um, and that's done very, very deliberately. Um, so we try to do our best to, I mean, our, our crowns cost 650, come to my office. We do implants for 2000 bucks with, for an implant and a crown. Uh, and these are way below, um, what my colleagues close around me are sometimes even half the cost of what my colleagues around me are, are doing. A lot of people ask me, how, how do you, how do you, how do you do that? You know, how do you afford to do that? And if it's as if when they ask me that question, like I have patients ask me that question, it's like they're assuming that, that, um, they know how much it costs to operate and they don't. Right. But they're just, you're, you're so much cheaper. Clearly those other guys are operating at their cost. Like you must be like taking nothing home and just quite, it's just not, that's not the case. The case is that no, all the dentists pay basically similar amounts of money for the same supplies and we price our our services at whatever we want so the question is not how i how i do it how do they do it how do they justify their prices my prices are are justified by i'm trying to get it you know available to as many people as possible um but back to fear then how do we uh, establish like if you're afraid a lot of times here's what i hear here's what i hear all the time. You know, a new person comes in my office for the first time. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Dr. Smith. Uh, how, how long has it been since you've seen a dentist? And they say 20 years. And I say, wow, 
that's a really long time. Did you have some bad experiences 20 years ago? Yep, I sure did. Or you go back and like, you know, I, I was six or I was eight or I was 10 or I was 12 and I had this terrible dentist and I never went back. So the common pitfall I see is that you never tried a different dentist. You had one dentist who was a dirt bag. Just left a bad taste in your mouth. Right, exactly. <laughs> and you never went, like, there's billions of dentists. Go try five dentists and just do initial consults. Shouldn't have to pay for x-rays over and over again because you can keep on transferring it. Find someone that you feel comfortable with. Go find it. Have a dentist, you can usually in a first initial, conver- in the initial consult or initial visit, you sit down and chat with them for a little bit. If they don't sit down and chat with, with you, maybe that means they should, you don't... Find another one. <laughs> you'll find another on one. On to the next one. Who will talk to you, right? So it's about finding the right person. I think that makes a big difference because a lot of people... So here's what I notice. I have a lot of people who suffered from dental phobias and they stop at our office and we get their treatment done. I'm sure there's plenty that don't get their treatment done. I can't be the person that everybody likes. I'm certainly not that. You can look at my, go back to our episode. <laughs> go back to our episode about my online reviews if you want some proof of that. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But I'm some people's cup of tea. And for people who are phobic and I'm their cup of tea, we made a connection and we got their work done. But it started because they felt comfortable with me. Then we start throwing drugs at them too, which always helps. So uh, <laughs> Valiums and Xanax and Halcyon and nitrous oxide and all these uh, laughing gas and um, making sure we're managing pain properly with medicine. These are all uh, th- communicating well, you know, making sure people know what we're doing, why we're doing it, what we're doing next, and kind of how the whole flow of treatment happens. So, but also that means you got to find a doctor who's able to help you with that. So... Um, for the people who try five doctors and they still can't be made to feel comfortable, well, there's sleep dentistry and that costs you a premium. There's probably places in most metropolitan cities where that offer to knock you out, put you under, under general anesthesia to, Yikes. <laughs> to do your, to do your dental work. I've been under general anesthesia. That's not, that's not fun either. Yeah. Or it's like conscious sedation, which is like a needle in your arm. You don't, you're not intubated typically, but like a needle in your arm and you are, you are zonked out. You don't know what's going on. So, uh, those are kind of your options, but I, I would say, you know, almost everyone who has these phobic experiences, the common denominator is that they've only tried one or two dentists. You don't have to stop there. You can go to a lot. You can go to a lot. Figure it out. Because like you said, those problems are just sitting there waiting to happen for you and they're just not going anywhere. Yeah, it was on. And the thing is, is like what I've realized now just being on the other end of it. Yeah. Because now I, I realized what my problem was is it wasn't necessarily anyone else. It was me. My hygiene practices were awful. Um, I didn't floss or anything like that. And then maybe that kind of led back because I used to floss and I pulled fillings out all the time. Sure. You know, but now... Like, it's religious. Good. Morning, noon, and night. You're not saying that just to make me feel happy, are you? No, I do it. I carry, (laughs) I have floss in my truck. I have one that hangs off my keychain on my work keys. Um, And I brush my teeth all the time. Try not to drink too much soda. I'm kind of messing that up tonight, but whatever. (laughs) You got to live. I got to live, dude. You know what I mean? Dude, Um, you got uh, got armor around your teeth now. Yeah, they're pretty rad. You got, you got, uh, they're like plated armor now. You're you're set, man. Uh, You can survive a Red Bull every now and then. 
Uh, also, Red Bull. If uh, anyone out there from Red Bull is <laughs> yeah. listening, we're, we're looking like for sponsor, money. Huh? Sponsor our podcast. We are open to negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> Drill Podcast gives you wings. What's up? <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're going to stop that. <laughs> I don't think we should do that. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, okay, hey, let's do a secret word. Ooh la la. Um, I got a good one. For for those <laughs> who don't know, I think everyone knows now, if you're new to the podcast, we do a secret word, and we're going to give away $500 of free dentistry. Uh, available at Comfort Dental Camus in Camus, Washington. Um, uh, we do a secret word. Lowell's going to choose the secret word right now. You once bet he, I am. <laughs> once he reveals the secret word, your job as the listener and person who wants $500 of free dental work is to email the secret word to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. And the first person to email that word gets $500 of free dentistry for themselves or to use on as a gift toward for somebody else that might need it. So even if you don't need it yourself, you can still benefit from playing our little game. Um, uh, Lowell, you ready? I am. What do you got, man? Dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. <laughs> That's a good word. Dysmorphia. It is a good word. Dysmorphia. So uh, email the word dysmorphia to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you got to redeem that stuff within seven days, yeah? You don't have to redeem it. You have to. Here's what I do. I force Book it, anyway. I force people to call within seven days to schedule the appointment. They have to schedule the appointment within 30 days. Because now we do so many episodes. There was just like, you know, six people, seven people who had claimed it and hadn't. It's just a lot to keep track of, honestly. So we want to get you in and get you your thing and get you going. That's what we want. We got we to gotta get it off our books. Uh, <laughs> so um, I don't want some data like where like all eight people show up for the whole day. And I'm like, oh, we're going free today. It's fine. No, I love doing free dental work. I genuinely love doing free I can moonlight work. a little bit for yeah. you. <laughs> I love doing it. But uh, I do want people to schedule kind of timely to get this uh to get this gift. It's free dental work. Who offers that kind of stuff, man? Just, I just do. Get it. Drill get podcast it. does. Uh, and then as far as housekeeping stuff goes, please follow us on Instagram. Please. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Please subscribe to us yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, get on that YouTube. And we got a lot of cool content on YouTube. Go check out some stuff we're doing on YouTube. We do a lot of Nitrous episodes and then all of our charitable content is on YouTube as well. So you can follow the, the cases that we're doing. Right now we are in the middle of three full mouth transformation cases which are going fantastically, and uh, we're excited to kind of reveal those transformations. And then our new uh, full mouth giveaway will start around November. We'll start taking nominations again. So just as a reminder, the full mouth giveaway, it, it's a nomination process. You have to nominate, be nominated by somebody else uh, for this. So um, am I missing anything? No, I think you nailed it. Well, thank you for being... Um, our guest today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Bringing up a super important topic, dental phobias. Got to figure out a way to get past those. That's, it's, it's, it's easier said than done, but there are a lot of tools out there that we use to make it possible. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to Drilled. Hope you have a wonderful day, evening, time, week, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Drilled Podcast. Adios.